you negotiate almost every day. If you are interacting with other humans, there is some form of negotiation going on, even in the subtext, whether it's making your kids eat vegetables or closing a business deal, salary negotiation. I mean, these happen left and right. You have to know how to negotiate. And there's nothing dirty or wrong or bad about it. If you've ever read Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, if you haven't read it, go read it. If you have read it, you get it. Okay, he was an ex-FBI hostage negotiator turned sales and negotiation business coach. Fantastic book. I try to reread it at least every two years, but there's another framework for negotiation that I came across found pretty helpful. This is from Professor Seth Freeman. It's called the I Foresaw It Framework. And I foresaw it. This is an acronym. It's in all caps. I foresaw it. So I will read it aloud to you. The first is I. I is for interests. What do I want here? What does the other side want? Pro tip, consider interests of each key stakeholder. What are the common interests? That's where you start the negotiation with the I, the interests. Then you move to the F, factual and financial research. What are the market prices? What do experts say? What are cultural norms and legal constraints? Then you go to the O, options. Brainstorm possible deal terms. You could list six or more creative options. How can we make a deal? A win-win deal. Then go to the R, which is rapport. How can I be hard on the problem and soft on the person? How can I set the right tone from the start? You could role play with friends or family. So establishing rapport is huge. Side note about rapport, Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street, has an excellent, pretty famous sales handbook. It's called The Way of the Wolf. Put aside whatever you think about him or the movie, the sales handbook is good. He was selling funds, stocks to people, cold calling on the phone. I mean, this was a long time ago before $0 trading online brokerage, but he would say rapport is much more important. This I foresaw it framework puts it as the fourth. You might want it to be number one. Rapport, uh, footnote, scales of certainty. I'll get back to that after this framework. So the, the next one is the E for empathy and ethics. How do things look from the other side? How do they fit into their organization? What are the unique challenges of their role? What might their ethical or spiritual considerations be? Also footnote on this. When you can pick up on somebody's spiritual or ethical values, you can use keywords that will help ingratiate them to what you're doing. And this is not anything sleazy or bad. This is just pulling on those threads of, let's say somebody's really into church, then the word steward might be especially useful, meaningful, because they could think of themselves as a steward of doing good. And if your product helps them be a steward for their business, saying that instead of using another word that has a similar meaning, but isn't as associative. Okay. Empathy and ethics. Very important. So now onto the S. This is in the foresaw. S, setting and scheduling. Where and when will you negotiate? How important is discretion? Should negotiations be held in private or public? What, if any, deadline will you face? Next is A, alternatives to agreement. What will you do if there's no deal? Knowing this will give you the confidence to walk away. Rank your alternative options. Now, this is obviously like win-win or no deal and BATNA, best alternative to no. So none of this is terribly creative or new, but this professor, Seth Freeman, is just putting it into a framework with the easy-to-remember acronym. So take what works for you. It doesn't have to be in this order. I might reorder a few of these, in fact. Then, after the alternatives to agreement, you have W, which is who. Who can help? 
Whose agreement must I win? Who might be a decision maker outside of you? A spouse? A boss? An accountant? A lawyer? Legal always gets in the way. A lot of the time, though, when it's, oh, I got to talk to my wife, that's an excuse. And you need to know how to overcome that excuse. If you're a good salesperson, you know how. The next is I, independent criteria. What are the objective benchmarks and industry standards? Example, Kelly Blue Book value. These let you say, don't take my word for it. Let's turn to something we both trust. So independent criteria. For me, I would show a chart or name a stat. I'm not telling you that this is the case. I have stats to back it up. The Alexa interactions are up 30% in the last year. Then there's T, topics, targets, and trade-offs. Topics, list agenda items like salary, hours, vacation time, et cetera, if you're doing a salary negotiation or maybe negotiating a bonus, a promotion. Targets, for each topic, write down your best target and walk away targets. You know in your mind what you're going for, where you're gonna walk away, what you really want, what you'll settle for. Have them really write it down ahead of time. And then lastly, trade-offs. Prioritize your targets so you're prepared if you need to make trade-offs. So these were the I foresaw it framework preparation tips for any negotiation with my commentary. Okay, I did footnote the way of the wolf, and this is important also for sales. So Jordan Belfort, who is an extremely accomplished salesman, a natural salesman, said that you have to have a high rating on three scales of certainty in order to sell any product or service. And those certainty scales are confidence or trust or certainty in the person selling, in the product itself, and in the business or brand or company. If you are low on any one of those, it's going to be hard to make the sale. You don't need all three to be 10. If you have three tens, you'll sell it easily. If one's a four, the other's a seven, and maybe you got a nine or a 10 on rapport, it doesn't matter if you have a 10 on rapport. If the certainty about the product is a three, you have to do things to get that certainty to like an eight, nine, 10, if you wanna close the sale. I actually think Belfort's framework is way more helpful, but you have to read the whole book. And this was just an acronym that I could share with you on a mini pod. If you found this helpful or you're enjoying this show, please do rate this show either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just leave a star rating. It's so easy on Spotify. You just tap the star icon under the show title. It's called Voice Marketing with Emily Binder or go to emilybinder.com slash podcast to easily rate, review, subscribe, share, and check out the playlist of our most popular, most downloaded episodes in case you missed them. There are hundreds. This is a mini pod that used to be a daily briefing, so there is quite an archive. Make sure you go and check that out. Everything is evergreen, by the way. I make it that way on purpose. Okay, guys, talk to you next time.